Darling one, you were born from the sweetest love, cast from the fires of creation, burning bright into the making of your perfect constellations. Head high, my love, never let them diminish you. Stand tall in the power of your love. Break open to the thousands come before you, written in your heart with holy blood. Keep going, my love. Hold tight to the scripture of your inheritance, your dreams born from ancient stone. Weave your magic star of wisdom, breathing life into hollow bones. Courage, my love. Place pain upon your sacred altars. Grow seeds where life has become hopeless. Lend hands to those who fall and falter. Let love be life's greatest opus. Welcome, beautiful soul. My name is Tara Wild, and I'm the creator of the Dreaming the Ancestors podcast series and community, where we talk about remembering and reclaiming ancestral stories, feminine wisdom, and earth magic. This is episode eight, and I'm here with Sahar Paz to talk about finding the authentic voice. Before we begin, I want to give a special welcome to everyone who's in the Dreaming the Ancestors Facebook community. Please feel free to let me know how you enjoyed this episode at the end. So I want to officially introduce Sahar to everyone. Sahar didn't grow up playing house. She played office. At the age of 13, she launched a baby and pet sitting company, generating more cash flow than all the lemonade stands in the neighborhood. She's a natural leader with an active left and right brain. Sahar was 25 years old in New York City with a lucrative career in finance and bored out of her mind and was inspired to share what she learned in business. So she pivoted and dedicated herself to feeding the entrepreneurial voice of teenagers by founding Free Your Star Foundation. The nonprofit partnered with low-income high schools in Brooklyn with credit-earning programs written by Sahar herself, championing the voice of others to help them understand their emotional intelligence and their personal drivers, and this has always been Sahar's mission. Her book, Find Your Voice, which is part memoir, part cognitive behavior guide, epitomizes that pursuit. Published in 2014, her message gained attention within forward-thinking organizations such as HBO, Facebook, Whole Foods, and the Texas Medical Center, where Sahara was invited to deliver keynote presentations. After five years on the road, Sahar became the CEO of Own Your Voice Strategy Firm, a personal branding agency that focuses on placing professionals on stages to speak. Today, she resides in Houston and has given up pet sitting to play with her dog, Rico, instead. You can find Sahar on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sahar Paz. Sahar, it is so wonderful to have you here. I'm just really thrilled to bring your voice to everyone here. And before we get going, I'd really love for all of us to take a moment to close our eyes 
and imagine that we're having this conversation in the flesh, heart to heart, and we're sitting on the ground around a great fire. I want you to imagine that we're sitting in a circle together and we're sharing wisdom, we're sharing stories. And this feels especially potent as we embark on this conversation of talking about the voice. And as we're really imagining this, I want to invite everyone who's listening just to soften a little. Soften your jaw and your neck and your shoulders. Soften your eyes. And maybe you even want to close them while you're listening to this. And see if you can stay connected with the feeling of being gathered together around the fire through the power of your dreaming. And I'd like to take a moment for Sahar and I to invite our ancestors and guides into this conversation with us so that their wisdom can flow through us and we can share what's most meaningful to share. So I will begin by calling on my ancestors, my wise and well ancestors. And I particularly want to call on the women who stood proudly in the power of their voice. I especially want to call the women whose voices were a deep well of expression for Mother Earth, whose voices were deeply connected to the land, and who were the spiritual leaders in their community who really used their voice to guide the community through their wisdom. These are the ancestors that I'd like to call forward for this conversation. And I would love to pass over to you, Sahar, so you can call in any ancestors or guides that you would like to welcome into this space with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I call all the women before me the ones that I've met that I have not, the ones whose wildest dreams I'm breaking every day with my voice, with my mission, with every step that I take breaking past my boundaries. I welcome them all to rejoice in this moment, in this circle, in front of the fire. Mm. Thank you so much. Mm. So the title of this episode today is called finding your authentic voice, which is a real passion of mine and the work that I do. One of my core teachings is guiding women into sacred song. And I also support people to vocalize and release grief, pain, and trauma from their ancestral lineages through the ancient Irish practice of keening, which is a real vocal practice. It's, it's really deep sound healing. And if you follow me over on Facebook and Instagram, you'll probably also know that I love to sing and make up my own songs that are sort of channeled from Mother Earth. And I really feel this deep call of my authentic voice in the work that I do. And it's my greatest hope that all those who are listening have an opportunity to connect with their authentic voice as well. I'm thrilled to have Sahar here today to talk about the importance of getting to know our inner voices and how to express our outer voice in ways that are authentic, empowering, and uplifting. 
there are some women when they first start working with me that have a real block about using their voice, especially their singing voice. And it feels important to talk about the context of women's voices and how they've been oppressed for hundreds and thousands of years. It feels important to say here that this has historically been especially poignant for women of color and colonial and patriarchal countries and cultures. So we're really gonna take a dive into these realms of understanding and shed some light on the ways that the patriarchy and colonialism has really cut us off as women from our authentic voice and also shed light on ways that you can begin to find your authentic voice. So Sahar, I'd love for you to, uh, to add anything that you'd like to share about who you are, uh, if you'd like to add anything to your introduction, and tell us a little bit about how you came to this important work in the world. Absolutely. Well, my bio said that I started a business at the age of 13, and I can say that was rooted in trying to find my value. And there was a long time that I didn't value my voice because I came from a place where my voice was taken. And so were uh, the voices of my family. And so I knew from a very young age when I came to Denver, Colorado as a refugee of war in 1986 that my voice is a privilege. And it is one not that is just the First Amendment here in the land of the free, but it's a responsibility. and. That is the mission of my work. It's been the undertone to everything I've done from corporate America to coming back into entrepreneurship. Um, I've always been a champion of other people's voices. And I'm so grateful that you've created this space for my voice, your voice, and all the other guests that you bring. This is the power of coming together, using our ears, using our words, and taking the impact further every conversation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. What was just coming up for me is how really claiming our voice means taking up space. It's being visible, allowing ourselves to be seen. And this is something that I have been on a real journey with myself. And I know many, many others are as well. And I would love to just hear a little bit about why finding our authentic voice is important and what it really unlocks and awakens in our lives. Well, if we're here to call in our ancestors, we want to remember the root of us before um, any patriarchy or systems or experiences really taught us to be quiet or to say and phrase things in a certain way. It's kind of like always making yourself fit into a place versus just being yourself and letting others assimilate. And when you're not in touch with who you are, you lose that fire. You don't feel like it's wild almost to be yourself and you don't even know what that is. Um, you know, we all have various stories, we have various roots, so uh, it's going to be different for all of us. But one thing is for certain is the more disconnected we are, the more we let our flame go out, the more we're going to be living in opposition of our purpose, of our true desire, 
of everything that our ancestors worked so hard for. And you don't feel as fulfilled in your relationships or with work. And we know the importance of finding it. Getting there is a whole nother story. And I'm so thankful to women like you and myself that are here to help others because there is no one answer and you will not have one teacher because we need that much support to be able to reconnect with who we are, to find the courage to use our, our voice. And, you know, it's work. You need your sisters of support. And we can think up to 100,000 thoughts in a day. So finding the authentic voice isn't just that easy. You have to, um, it really finds you working just like creativity does. Creativity isn't something that strikes like lightning and then all of a sudden you have a beautiful painting. You've been working on something within your mind or tactile, the things you've been touching or your vision boards, whatever it is, and, and you're building it and it becomes this creative momentum. It's the same with finding your authentic voice. It's about understanding how to listen to yourself, gaining that compassion so that you can just allow yourself to be yourself because there's so many rules that we have to unlearn. And... Um, it's the most rewarding thing when you do, and it helps everyone in your life because when they see you being clear with who you are, others are inspired to do that for themselves. And to be honest, it cuts through a lot of crap, makes life a lot better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I really love what you were saying about the relationship piece because I feel like, you know, we're naturally communicative as a species and we create meaning through what we communicate and that's so it's the foundation of our relationships and you know I hear from women all the time that they they wish they had better boundaries with people or they wish that they could really vocalize what it is they desire what they want but have a hard time really connecting with that so i feel like there's these different aspects that you know many of us are struggling with in our relationships and with ourselves that really require us to get clear to get clear with what our inner voice really sounds like and it can really take practice and i love that you called it an unlearning because for me it's absolutely an unlearning we have to unlearn all those other voices that we hear especially you know growing up in the kind of culture that we do and growing up in families that have this this legacy of colonialism and patriarchy who maybe haven't been aware of that uh, in that form right so they've just been part of the system not really awake to the damage of the system and how that gets passed on intergenerationally so really listening to our own voice it's it takes a lot of courage as you said and it's and when you start really listening to your inner voice you realize that the outer voices of society are not true <laughs> and that i i'm just having a thought here that that in itself is a challenge it creates challenge because when you start waking up to the fact that the society we live in and the culture we live in is largely based on lies that's a really jarring <laughs> a jarring experience and takes some time to assimilate to so you know finding our authentic voice and our inner voice 
is so important for our, our well-being and for us to fulfill our soul purpose and to have these meaningful relationships and what have you. And it's not easy because of the external pressures and because of the external voices. And I know that you have this incredible body of work around working with the inner voices, multiple, which in turn drive the expression of our outer voice. And I would love for you to talk about some of those inner voices and why they're so important to befriend and understand. Absolutely. Well, back to those 100,000 thoughts you're having in a day. How do you know which one's your voice? How do you know which one to listen to? How do you know which one's dictating your decisions? And it's heavy work and it's doable work. And now is the time to do the work. So I ask you this, in times of high emotion, good or bad, check out what you're saying to yourself. What's the personality of your self-talk? Can you name it? We've all heard, okay, judgmental Judy, okay, negative Nancy. But there's so many more of those that we can name, observe, step back from, interact with. Uh, and we'll name, I'll name a few and get into them. And before I do, I'm just going to preface and say, every emotion we have, it's like a GPS to your soul. They're there for a reason, even the negative ones. And these emotions are wrapped up with that self-talk. And essentially when I'm asking to find your voice, I'm asking to find your emotional intelligence, because when your emotions are high, your intelligence can stay high. So when your emotions are high, good or bad, notice how you're being your own hype man or your own enemy. And for me, in my experience, especially on the road to uh, writing Find Your Voice, which is my memoir, I had a couple of voices that popped up for me. One of them I like to call Black and White Betty. And that's the all or nothing way of thinking. Good or bad, win or lose, this pandemic will never end. I will never get a job. I'll never get a promotion. Oh, I'll, I'm going to put up this website and I'm going to get all the clients. I'm going to sell all of my courses. Everything's going to be win, win, win. Either way, it's not good for you. When you think you're just going to win and you don't do it right away, you get disappointed. When you think you're just going to lose, you tend to talk yourself out of it. So Black and White Betty was one that really came up for me in the road to, to writing. And for me, her version of Black and White was English is your second language. You're not allowed to write this book period. End of sentence. Keep it moving, lady. And that's when I called on logical Layla. Now, Black and White Betty, she's really a negative Nancy of sorts. She's really full of fearful Fran, okay? And she's got a point. Maybe my grammar wasn't the best at that time. That's when logical Layla comes in and says, all right, Black and White Betty, give it to me straight, girl. Go down the bullet points of all the things you think that Sahar is going to fail at or why she can't write this book. A logical Layla comes in and rebukes those. Okay, English is her second language. That's why there's editors, you know, and so on and so forth. So we have these voices. You know, initially I really wanted to name the negative thought patterns that I had when I got all or nothing or the psychic Phyllis that would tell the end before I began. And, and then once I really kind of saw those, um, those tough voices that would hold me back and keep me stuck, I began to find my allies. I was like, okay, those are like my bully voices. Where are my allies? Where are my, where are my ladies that are going to, you know, walk into here with, 
be strong and do the Beyonce strut and talk to these voices over here. And that was the logical Layla's, the sensual Sasha's and so on. And so these are just voices that I've, you know, developed and every person out there, you can do this for yourself because it makes you laugh. It makes you giggle. It makes you call yourself out and be your own best friend. Honest conversations are hard to have, but that is what moves us along as humanity. And we are having that awakening right now. And that starts by having that awakening within. Mm. I wish you could see me because I have this huge smile on my face. <laughs> I just love when you speak about these different personalities of our inner voices, because it really makes it tangible. And really, it's, it's an, a self-awareness practice. And I love how fun you make it through what you just described, through adding these personalities to them. Because first of all, it just makes us take ourselves so much less seriously. <laughs> we can really start to sort of step back from ourselves and go, okay, wow, like that voice is really dominant right now. How can I bring in this different voice? How can I have this different relationship with whatever it is that's holding me back? And, you know, I can really feel the power of that. And I, um, and I'd really love to, I think this practice is so so powerful amongst women you know i work mostly with women and i can really see the benefit here because i meet so many women all the time who are like i'm just stuck in my voice i don't know how to express myself sometimes it's even you know i feel like i have so many gifts bottled up inside me and i don't know how to let them out i don't know how to express myself i don't know what to say and i just see this all the time and so I'd just really love to get a little bit deeper into where this block comes from. I'd love it if you could speak to that. Absolutely. Well, you're the only one holding yourself back from your voice. You literally just need to speak and let it out. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the this before that Thelma. Well, first I need to figure it all out before I speak. No, you don't. It's going to come as you're doing it. So, don't worry that you may not sound like yourself. Don't worry if you feel like, oh, I'm going to make someone feel uncomfortable. Find the spaces where it is safe for you to express yourself. And know that it is going to feel so awkward. It is going to feel so uncomfortable. Find the safe circles where you can actually use your voice. And what you say, don't overthink that. And when you go to speak, your body is going to go nuts. Your adrenaline's going to kick up and it's because your body's looking out for you. And it's not your body saying danger, danger. It's actually getting you ready. So tummy turning, sweaty palms, sweaty armpits. I don't know, whatever that is for you. Your body is preparing you. Your body is excited. That is adrenaline. Your voice may shake. It may feel funny, you might whisper, it might crack, but you're gonna do it and it'll get better every time. And so there's that, that physical aspect that comes. And then the second thing is when you do speak, there's gonna be that guilty gale that's gonna come, make you responsible for everything. So even if you said something the way you didn't want to or not perfectly, or you think maybe you offended someone or you expressed a boundary, now you feel bad, like guilty gale makes you the, only sole responsible party and that's not true so i'm going to go back to my three points can't think your way out of it darling just let the words flow 
you've overthunk this long enough. You've been in your head long enough. If you don't know what your heart feels like, allow your words to get you there. Allow your voice to sing you a path. But you, you won't know as long as you're just thinking about it. You won't know as long as you're just complaining about it. You have to just go out there and say what you think you want to say to the people you think you want to say it to. And it's totally okay to preface, mm, I don't really know how to say this, but here we go. And that's number one. Two, your body is not working against you. It just might feel like it. That's really adrenaline getting you ready to go out there and be wild with your words. And last but not least, guilty gale or any of those things that come up after you use your voice, don't listen to her too much. Tell her, thank you for being here, but I'm working hard not to be my old self. So either you're going to join me, guilty gale, or you're going to be left behind with those other bullies inside of my head. And those are my three tips. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I can think of so many situations where that exactly that process has happened. You know, I, it's very interesting. So on a personal level, I feel like I used to not be very good at communicating and sharing my voice in a truthful, honest way, especially in my romantic relationships. And when I first got together with my husband, uh, my now husband, I went through a real like learning through fire because he was so direct. He is very direct. <laughs> he just says things like they are. He doesn't hold back. And it was so like, is very jarring at first. And then I realized that actually it was really liberating because I never had to second guess what he was thinking. And I realized, oh, wow, wouldn't that be great if other people got that experience from me? If I just said what I thought and people aren't left wondering if, you know, there's some, something going on under the surface. And, and so I really tried to work on being more clear and more direct with people. And it's really helped me with my boundaries. And it's been really helpful in my relationship with my husband. And it's, it, but you're exactly right. It's like you have a body reaction. And I think this is why I love the practice of singing so much because it's just singing is pure expression. There's no purpose to it other than to express yourself and to be in your body. And it literally has this vibrational quality that, that helps to open things up, helps to open up the channels. I talk a lot about song lines and how we have these connections of song lines that travel between us when we're singing and the whole of life. So we really become more open when we use our voice. And I think, you know, there's like this real feeling of contraction versus openness around expressing ourselves. When people say they're stuck or things are trapped inside, it's like that real um, contraction. And when we finally can just let out what we've been wanting to say or what's on our heart, and even if we don't say it perfectly, there comes this openness and this release. And I feel like that's so valuable for knowing just how to move energy through our bodies. And so we're not carrying around these heavy loads all the time. You know, I, I see so many people just in general who are carrying these heavy energetic loads and really speaking our truth can help us to put down the burden, right? And then there's this other aspect, which I'd love to dive into now, which is really looking at the connection between our voices as women and the lineage of spiritual leaders from ancient times. So when we look at the ancient histories of Europe and the Middle East and other parts of the world, the original spiritual leaders were actually women. These women's voices were powerful. They carried the strength of their lineages. And when they spoke, 
their foremothers spoke with them and through them. And I think that our voice is such an important part of our spiritual inheritance and our power in the world. And Sahar, I'd just love for you to share a little bit about how our voices as women can be channeled as a force for good in the world and the many different forms of leadership that our voice can initiate us into. Yes. Well, just as you said with your husband, his directness really cuts through the crap that I mentioned in the very beginning of, you know, the first question you asked me. And that is it. And, and you know, we've, we've been taught that being direct is, is disrespectful and it's not. Um, having these conversations, these honest conversations that move us ahead as humanity is so important to lead through. And not knowing the words or not knowing how to do it is okay. But showing up, being accountable is a must. You know, I was born in a revolution and I came here and realized that I can have a voice. But you and I share this great nation with women, women of black and brown skin that have to quiet their voices, that have to walk into a room and not be assumed that they're this angry or spicy person. And so I take that as a great responsibility for the rest of us to really own our voices and to lead. The impact is immense and incredible. We've all heard of mentors, but think about a sponsor. Think about, about all these closed door meetings, and I don't want you to think just about corporate. I want you to think about from the smallest community meetings to the big organizations. What if we had a sponsor in those rooms that would use their voice for us? Us, maybe women, us, BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color. These are the hard conversations we are now having in 2020 because we are forced to, and it is your responsibility. So allow me to be that voice of your best friend that's willing to have that hard conversation with you in this moment. I want the best for you. I want you to live up to your purpose and I want you to know the impact you could make in your circle. And all you have to do is use your voice. All you have to do is know what your values are and put words to them. And they don't have to be perfect. Leadership can be leading your household leading in a relationship, leading in your community or work. It's endless. And it just starts with one word at a time. You are a voice of impact. It is your responsibility. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Do not complain about the patriarchy if you're not willing to speak up to the person right next to you. It's not an argument. It's not even a debate. It's just a conversation. What if you adopted the voice of Curious Kate and asked the person that has the total opposite vision from you and just get curious, why do you think that? Tell me how you see this situation. See it from their side because no system will ever be fixed until we understand where they are coming from. And if we want to make sure that we are not recreating the patriarchy system, that of the masculine energy that is very much black and white Betty. We have to make sure to be having these conversations, to dipping into that other side and understanding that for a system to be reworked, we have to extend our hand and understand the person across from us. Oh. Oh. 
absolutely. I was just really feeling this journey of the voice as you were speaking, you know, for people who feel that there's a block in their voice. And, you know, I wanted to say that this was also me as I sort of was speaking to earlier. If you feel that you have a block, it's like the first step is really just healing, self-awareness and healing. And then once you've done that, you know, to an extent, then you can really use your voice to lead. And leadership starts with the voice. We can't lead without having a voice, really being connected to our own authentic voice. And that involves a lot of listening. I really loved what you were saying there too, because the voice in leadership then becomes a two-way street of listening, at least responsible leadership, listening and then sharing your voice. And the responsibility from that, as you shared, is, is so great. And I think that part of what so many of us um, have the heart to engage with in these times is to try to be a force of change. And I really feel that so many of us feel that responsibility and it feels heavy until you actually start to take action around it. And that to me is so much of what we're here for, to live our purpose. And just going back to that memory of the, the women who were the spiritual leaders of the community, you know, the only way that we're going to really come into connection with that kind of spiritual essence, that legacy and inheritance of leadership is just to do the healing and then start. And it's going to feel uncomfortable, like you've shared so many times, but it's so worth it. And I will, I'd love to speak now to well, I'd like to just name the fact that we're in this amazing time on the planet where the voices of women and femmes are being amplified in so many different parts of the world in so many different ways. And I'd really love to talk just even more practically about how women can start to move some of these blocks so they can express themselves authentically. And you've spoken to this quite a bit already, but I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to add to help women really unlock those gifts that are inside of them to, to do the healing and to really step into that leadership. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Sahar? Yes. Um, you know, you're naming those voices and we're asking you to use your voice. And there's many ways to use that. Of course, your spoken voice is the ultimate goal, but writing it down can be of extreme power and importance. The best example and story I can I have about this is um, I launched Own Your Voice podcast and I had the initial live party and there was an audience member who tuned in. She is an Asian American woman married to an African American man. Shortly after, Mr. George Floyd was murdered, and what she did was write a letter about what it was like to be married to a black man. And she posted it anonymously. And she let me know that because of the podcast and listening, she's like, I was able to really find my voice and write this letter. And this letter grew legs. This letter ended up being read on ESPN. This letter ended up being printed everywhere in her state. This letter is now used for dinner table discussions. So maybe you're not there to use your spoken voice. Maybe you're going to show up and tear a wild circle and sing first so you can understand what the vibration of your voice even feels like. So you can be so uncomfortable to even use it and sing out loud that it's going to be nerve wracking and your body will rise up and heat up and maybe you'll stop. 
and you'll keep going. And as you're doing that, maybe you write a letter. Maybe that letter is to yourself. Your words are important. Just start, just start, do it. You know, sometimes it's so hard to give ourselves permission to do something. <laughs> and it really helps when someone else gives us the permission first. And so I love that you're really just inviting this permission to just start, as you just said. And I think part of the, what's coming up for me around this permission is, again, the leadership piece. When we start to speak our truth, we really light the way for other women to follow behind us. And we give permission to those who are looking also for permission, who are having trouble giving themselves permission to start speaking up as well. And I really feel too that there's something really beautiful about sharing the voice, like you said, through, the, through these different channels, whether it's writing a letter or painting or you know, expressing ourselves in these creative ways. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And I think that sometimes we, we look to other voices that we admire and we try to emulate them. And while it's great to get inspiration and that permission giving, like we said, really going deep, deep, deep inside and cultivating that unique essence of who we are and how it wants to be expressed is so liberating. It's so liberating. And it has taken me a while to get to this place um, where I feel like I'm actually expressing myself in the way that I was born to express myself. But wow, like so many layers of digging through conditioning and all these different belief systems and those different voices to really understand who am I? Who am I and what is my voice and what am I here to express? And I feel like there can be so much pressure around that, especially in the modern day where I feel like, especially as women at this time, there's sort of this pressure to find our purpose and to be a leader. And I really don't want anyone to walk away from this conversation feeling any more pressure about that than you already might feel. <laughs> and to really just, if we can hold it a little bit more lightly, at least this is what's worked for me, by holding it more lightly and just saying, you know, what actually just brings me joy? just let's forget about making a huge impact and changing the world and like all of those kinds of belief systems. Like, yes, you have this heart to help and to serve, but if you were to do that in a way that really brings you joy, what would that look like? And I also find that when people are sort of looking for that unique expression that is bottled up and wants to come out, sometimes looking at what we were passionate about as children, what we love to do as children can really be a good indicator. This isn't true for everyone, but I, when I ask people sometimes, you know, what did you love to do as a child? Sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, I love to do this and I love to do that. And it can really be a good indicator of where our natural, our natural passions lie, our natural expression in the world. And so I just wanted to share that in case that resonates for anyone here and that's helpful. So I would love to just spend a few minutes now I'd love to actually guide everyone in a very short experience to connect with your inner voice. And then maybe Sahar, you can add on to it um, afterwards. Does that sound does that sound okay, Sahar? Sounds great. Great. So 
I'd love everyone listening to close their eyes and take a few deep breaths. Feeling your sit bones on the earth, whether you're sitting in a chair or sitting on the floor, or whether you're driving, just feel whatever is beneath you as earth, as mother earth. And I want to invite you to feel that your unique essence and your authentic voice is a direct expression and in connection with Mother Earth. And just see if you can reach for a place inside of you that is pure being, that's just exactly who you are without trying, without trying to prove anything or be something, just pure being, your most natural state. And you might experience this as some kind of vision or some kind of sensation in your body as you really connect to your core essence. And I just invite you to feel the quality of your essence not trying to put any thoughts or words to it, just really feeling your essence. And then I want you to gently ask your essence if you could express yourself right now, what sound would you make? This might come out as words, but it may just be a sound. And I invite you to now use your outer voice, your physical voice to make that sound. And Sahar, I'm going to pass over to you now to complete this short attunement. What are the sounds that you hear? What are the words coming up for you? Begin to tune in to the personality of your beautiful voice to the wildness that she wants to experience. And give yourself a moment to picture yourself in your wildest place. It is in this space where you find your voice and you release her. Repeat to yourself. I love my voice. Repeat to yourself, I trust my words. Relax your forehead, unclench your jaw, and let your tongue fall from the roof of your mouth. Be at peace 
you will lead yourself to your authentic voice. You have everything you need within you. Taking a deep breath in, holding it, exhale, open mouth. Thank you so much, Tara Wild, for leading us through that. Mm. Thank you so much, Sahar. There's one final piece I'd love to give voice to, to complete this podcast, which is something that Sahar just brought in, which is about trusting ourselves. I think that more than any other thing that I hear women say when they come to work with me is that they want to trust themselves more. And I really think that this process that Sahara has beautifully described in this podcast around getting to know our different inner voices, giving them personalities, really observing our thoughts and our emotions and those voices gives us the power to understand what our authentic voice sounds like. And when we know what our authentic voice sounds like, we can trust ourselves because we're not confusing our voice with the voice of others, with the voices that we've been conditioned with. You know, a lot of the conditioned voices we can hear, at least these are some of mine, are things like, don't rock the boat, stay small, stay quiet, be a good girl. You're to this, you're to that, you're not enough this, you're not enough that. And when we can really cut through those voices, and just give them these, these personalities, as Sahara was talking about, we can see that as the inner bully, and we can start to really champion those other voices that really help to lift us up. And through this process, like I said, we can really connect with that authentic voice and learn to trust ourselves. So that's what I want to complete this podcast with. Uh, it feels like the biggest gift of finding our authentic voice, at least in my world. And Sahar, I just want to thank you so, so much for being here. And I'd love to tell everyone about the beautiful gift for this month's podcast. I'm actually going to pass it over to Sahar to talk about the free gift that we're going to email out to everyone. Absolutely. It is the first module of the introduction to finding your authentic voice. So you will get a beautifully designed ebook and um, you'll get to understand more of my story as well as the first steps in listening and understanding where your authentic voice is. Thank you so much, Sahara. This is such a generous gift. I really hope that everyone gets a chance to read this ebook and to really begin this practice of finding your authentic voice if that's something that you have struggled with in your life if it's something that you'd like to connect with deeper so thank you sahar for providing that amazing resource for everyone thank you all so much for being here it's been so beautiful to gather in circle with all of you and um, and I'd really love to, um, to give Sahar now an opportunity to share a little bit more about where, where you all can find her. And Sahar, please feel free to share any projects you're working on and would like people to know about and any other information about what you offer. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me and putting in all the work to create this podcast. That energy exchange is not lost on me. So first, I'm going to take this space and pay it forward to you and then invite everyone who's listening to my social impact initiative, ownyourvoicesummit.com. This is our third year. Um, once upon a time, we couldn't see it. We couldn't be it. But as Tara Wilde mentioned, women are rising in the ranks. But what I want to do with Own Your Voice Summit is demystify the conversations we have with ourselves or with other people so that we can really own our voice and, and lead our life the way that we want. And so every year I gather women and the special conscious men that can speak to that, that could speak to the conversations they have with themselves or other people that helped really reignite their revolution. And that's the theme for this year. You can find me on all social platforms at Sahar Paz, S-A-H-A-R-P-A-Z. And Tara Wilde, thank you so much again for hosting me on this amazing podcast. <laughs> thank you so much, Sahar. It's been so lovely to talk to you today. It's been really, really fun to hear about these inner voices and their different personalities. And I hope that everyone has really enjoyed this. And, um, and I just want to mention uh, again that I have a Facebook group for this podcast called Dreaming the Ancestors with Tara Wild. And if you're not already in there, I would love for you to join us. And if you are in there, please feel free to share your thoughts and reflections about this conversation today. Um, feel free to share what came up for you around your authentic voice and any blocks that you feel that you might have with your voice. And I just want to mention to you that uh, since I mentioned it earlier, um, the way that I lead women is through a variety of different things. But the main things uh, that I'm offering at this moment is a membership, an online membership called Wild and Wise, which is where we do the song sharing. I invite women every week through a song share to connect with their voice. And we also connect with the ancestors during those sessions as well. So we're really channeling the voice of our ancestors, which is a really beautiful practice. There's a lot of other aspects to the Wild and Wise membership, and I encourage you to go check that out. I'll make sure to put the link in the recording uh, post so you can see that. And uh, I'm also about to to launch a new offering, which is an ancestral healing offering where I'll be working one-on-one -on -one with people to heal ancestral grief, pain, and trauma by supporting you to vocalize your, your ancestral burdens, your ancestral hurts and, and traumas, et cetera, through the ancient practice of keening, which I mentioned at the beginning, which is a really powerful practice. You can find more information about that on my website. There's an interest list that you can opt in for, and I'm going to be launching that very soon. So if you know that you have some ancestral um, some ancestral traumas and burdens that you would like to release energetically from your body, then this would be a really beautiful offering for you. So thank you all so much. Wherever you are in the world, I hope that you can feel the power and strength of our togetherness. I hope this conversation has been inspiring for you to discover your authentic voice or deepen your connection with your authentic voice. Thanks so much. Until next time.